On this Info Pilgrims Live podcast, we talk all about interest. What is piquing your interest currently at this time? I know that sounds a little weird, but I guarantee this episode is going to make you laugh and you might actually learn something. So, let's go. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Info Pilgrims Live podcast, recorded live in the beautiful Collab Studios in Venice, Florida. I am your host, Jack May, and with me as always, David Dolby and Ben on the boards. We still haven't come up with a cool nickname for Ben. We have come up with so many cool nicknames for Ben. Benny D. Yeah, Benny D. Benedict <laughs> Arnold. Whoa. Traitor. <laughs> We're calling him a traitor? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just because it's Ben Drumgul, so it's Ben D. I like ben- Benedict's. Like eggs Benedicts. So just call him Benedict? <laughs> no, wait, that sounds, this sounds I don't know. so weird. Yeah, we'll get there. You're yeah. right. We haven't come up with a cool nickname for him. Yeah. Can't be like me and come up with my own nickname. Manimal. Manimal. You gave that to yourself? You think I did. I I said that, didn't I? Yep. I said you gave yeah. Just because I can't imagine somebody being like, dude, you're like yeah. a manimal. Yeah, but see, the thing is like. <laughs> I can't imagine ever anybody <laughs> saying that to you. But you know what it's like? It's like, I like, like. You can't be that person who came up with your own nickname. So, like, yeah. it always makes me feel weird when people are like, oh, you came up. No, I wouldn't come up with a name like that. I'd come up with something cool. Manimal makes me sound like I'm just a terrible person and just a it's beast makes, all the time. Yeah, it makes you sound like this cool beast that's like the no, Hulk. No, it's not people cool. like the Hulk. You know who's got the nickname Manimal? Kenneth Fareed, and he's terrible. Kenneth Fareed? Yeah. Who is that? He's a power forward who used to play for the, the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I remember think him? I kind of remember him. You yeah. always have the obscure basketball references. Oh, is that what it you is? You probably follow them from college or something. No, I don't even know where he went to college. I'd guess like Murray State because I know it wasn't a big Murray time. State. See, I didn't even know that was a college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jack, you have so much obscure basketball knowledge. I have a lot of free time lately. <laughs> yeah, that is true. How are you feeling that? Because I honestly feel like people, and I don't want to sound sexist, but yeah. men especially just go crazy when they're bored. My biggest thing is... Honestly, I just want to become more informed. Like, uh, I feel like the biggest problem we have with filler time nowadays is like just sitting around playing video games, not doing anything productive with that time. For me, it's like, you know, I have time to do my research, start learning all this stuff, you know, understand politics a little deeper. And I feel like I'm utilizing that time more properly now. It's scary how much stuff you can learn out there that we don't know. Dude, the like, internet is a dark hole to get lost on. Yeah. I l- got lost, and I know you don't care about baseball. I got lost on the on Atlanta Braves Ugh. like Twitter thread for like <laughs> 20 minutes. I just got lost. The deepest recesses of internet well, it's, it's purgatory. Right, right now, it's kind, of like, it's kind of like free agency for baseball. So, like, What are you, just people speculating? Yeah, like... I don't know. You you probably can feel the same way when the Heat were going to get like LeBron. It was like, oh, I want to see oh, who's saying yeah. it. Well, I mean, on that same line, it's just as sad. I'll get on Reddit now when yeah. like Miami Heat are playing a game, and I'll read what everybody is saying as the game's going on. It's yeah. like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. But for some reason, it's entertaining. I'm like, oh, what does this guy think about the game? Oh, well, what does this person Well, think? I think announcers have become so PC. Like, it's kind of boring to watch games. And I'd rather have someone who's a little more uh, flamboyant with their speech on that. And so, like, on the Twitter thread is fan- – I mean, not Twitter. Uh, Reddit threads are great for that. Right. And either one because often, like, yeah. the Reddit thread will be like, oh, check out the Twitter stream of this or whatever. And I guess it's 
partly if you watch the game alone. Because yeah. if you have a bunch of fans around you, you're yeah. more just like, yeah, woo. But well, and I, I think a cool. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded kind of really depressing, <laughs> David. <laughs> hey, I know I have friends, I know. so I go to Reddit. I'm just <laughs> thinking, just why would people want to get on message boards? Well, and you look at Twitter. Games. Twitter kind of makes us accessible to celebrities, and we get to see like the real side of them. So, like, for us, it's it's cool to see, like, Adam Schefter is not just reporting, you know, something happened in football, but he's also like, hey, like, uh, I like this player because, you know, he it means something personal to him. Yeah. And I don't I think that's pretty cool. Or it's just their desired personal side. Like, yeah. oh, you want to see the inside of the inside of me like that <laughs> like the uh inside look on who i am yeah but then they just manufacture that too so you never know yeah. like when you follow instagrams of celebrities but is it all from an agent like who's actually yeah is a handler the one in responsible so for their yeah. handler for an instagram isn't that do you think being celebrity would be one of the weirdest jobs now psychologically I can I can I tell you about a dream I had? Uh oh. Yes. <laughs> so last I night, hearing about people's dreams. Last night, I had the weirdest dream. Uh -oh. So I went to like a Taylor Swift con uh, concert. Don't know why. Not a dream. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. By himself. Don't be hating on T Swift. So I went to a Taylor Swift con uh, concert, and I don't know. I guess I was kind of like head of security at the concert, and um, afterwards, like I was walking Taylor Swift out, and I was just like. Hey, can I take you out on a date or something? Oh, wow. In a dream. Look, this is Corey, me. I'm sorry. Listen. Oh, it gets better. Oh, it gets better. No. So we go on this, like, we're just walking, and she's like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And in the middle of us walking, I put my phone down somewhere, and we're, like, in a mall or something, and I can't get my phone, so I can't text Tori be like, hey, can I go on a date with Tor uh, Taylor Swift? So I was like, I'm sorry. I can't go on a date with you. I, I, I can't ask my wife. So even in my dream world, I am guarded with my thoughts. That sounds like some inception. Yeah, like, but anyways, your brain. I, I woke up and I texted Tori that story, and I was, I, she's like, "Oh, that's the sweetest thing." And by the way, you don't have to ask my permission as long as there's nothing physical. And I was like, "Yes, my wife just said I can go on a date with Taylor Swift." So Taylor Swift, if you're listening, I'd like to go on a date with you. Wow. It'd be purely gentlemanly. I'd pay for everything. Unless you eat gold, and I can't afford that. Purely gentlemanly. I All right. I think <laughs> you even told me one time. You said. If Taylor Swift ever asked you out, that'd be the only time you'd ever go out with another girl. Yeah. Besides your wife. So you've had a thing for Taylor Swift for a while. I've had a thing for Taylor Swift since teardrops on, on my guitar. That's how long I've been at T-Swift. That was one of her, when she was still doing country music. That's when she was like 17, man. No. She's almost she 30. she start when she was 17? She started when she was like 15, bro. Wow. Her dad has money, so she she he was plugging her into like all the Nashville circuits. So I know too much Taylor Swift that trivia. That and Murray Yeah, that State. came out in 2006. 2006. 2006. How old was I in 2006? I would have been 14. Wow. Well, so she's older than you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's about to turn. Did you, she's oh, about to turn 30. I know that. And then a little, did you see the guy who commented on Twitter about her? That she needs to start having kids no. as soon as possible? Why? Because she looked like she'd be a cute mom. <laughs> okay. Ben, can you look up that tweet for us? Oh, no. Why did his tweet get... Uh, traction because he, he's actually he's uh, verified somebody. on yeah he's verified oh, he's on. got the check yep so he's people are like saw it and like everyone's like dude that is so creepy sounding because he's like a 50 year old man and I, I don't know man like I understand people want to shoot their shots nowadays but that's just so <laughs> creepy we are uh, we are completely off topic before we start oh a weird Twitter troll told Taylor Swift she's getting too old to have children here's what happened next 
Oh, Ben's, Ben's clicking on it. <laughs> Look at Ben We're with these hangers. We're going into the, the dark recesses of the internet. This is how hey, you can get lost. This is from CheatSheet.com. says, Taylor Swift turns 30 in just a few days, and her age has been a topic of conversation as of late. Earlier this year, the pop star penned a piece of L titled 30 Things I Learned Before Turning 30. Anyways, it keeps <laughs> going down. And let's see where this Twitter... Post is. Jeez, <laughs> uh, Louise. If anybody is from CheatSheet.com here, can you just put the tweet on here? That's not how they do it, though. They make you click through so many things, and then you have all the advertisements you have to look at. On December 10th, I can't believe Taylor Swift is about to turn 30. <laughs> she still looks so young, the tweet began. It's strange to think that 90% of her <laughs> eggs are already gone. 97% by the time she turns 40. So I hope she thinks about having kids before it's too late. She'd be a fun mom. And is this guy like Stefan Molinix or whatever his name is? Stefan Molinix. Hey, look at him. Look at him. That's him. He's probably a doctor or somebody that knows the numbers and stats. And I like, run Free Domain, the most popular philosophy show in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. It's a weird time. It's a weird world. So obviously this pod, this podcast is all about interest. And so for me, I wanted to start off with Taylor Swift. And I just, it's so funny how quickly the internet can turn. Because like I said, like everyone jumped down this guy's throat. Because like, I'm sure he meant it as a well-meaning tweet. I hope he's not creepy like that. But you see it's just so much ravageness come out of everyone from that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. But that is actually... A perfect segue into one of my interests that I did research into being dreams and what exactly Wait, they really? are. Yeah. And it was all inspired by another singer, Billie Eilish, who oh. is also super young. Is that how you say her name? Ellish? Billie Eilish. Really? Is that how you like say Eilish, it? Like Eilash, but yeah. Ellish. Ellish. Huh. Billie anyway, Eilish. She Eilish. is... Eilish. I think she... Like Eilash, but... Delicious, uh, Eilish. She is. I think she's like seventeen as well, but she's been popular yeah. for a couple years now. I don't really particularly like her music. That's not a judgment. That's just you're me a saying. bad guy. Yeah, that song. And <laughs> you even said it creepy, like it is. That's in what the song. it sounds like, man. It's very. I would say it's kind of strange. I only say it's strange music for well for a number of reasons. But well, she's one, not singing. She's just kind no, of talking seductively. Her vocal projection's very low. She's not doing like an opera sound. She's not doing like a quick rhyming, like a rap sound. It's just like she's talking to you with some powerful, I don't know, usually electronic EDM music. Yeah, that's probably right. But her <laughs> lyrics, are <laughs> no, that's probably right. Her <laughs> lyrics are kind of dark yeah. and kind mm-hmm. of vivid in their Im- imagery. Yeah, she smears blood on her face in the music She's video. got a song called Bury, Bury My Friend or like the, the I'm a Bad Guy. Mm-hmm. And she also has a song, Good Girls Go to Hell. All mm-hmm. Good Girls Go to Hell. And her music videos will be very mythological, like demons and Satan and evil and good and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it the general I don't it feels like the general message of her songs is like a flipping of the good and bad um paradox. Yeah. So it's like being bad is now cool and being good is uh handicapping yourself as a human being. Hmm. But the interesting thing is she says a lot of her inspiration comes from her dreams and she has had these night terrors since she was a kid and she goes through lucid dreaming which is where you can control yourself in your dream and she said she's always been able to lucid dream and that this is where she gets a lot of inspiration 
And so it's just kind of interesting to see she's not dreaming about like going on a date with Taylor Swift. She's obviously <laughs> dreaming about something like all good girls go to hell and these kind of dark uh, theme songs. Where, where do you think these dark dreams come from? Because obviously there has to be pain in the past for you to visualize this in your subconscious, correct? And this kind of gets into... What, I know this is speculation. Yeah. But I'm curious what you say, have well, to say. Because I got... Because I, I don't know, maybe I'm kind of an odd bird, but I got pretty 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I got pretty fascinated by dreams and what they actually are probably a while ago. So I was like doing research on what people have speculated on what they are. And the interesting thing is since the Bible, since like the earliest records of human writing, people have described dreams and they've had an impact on people's thought processes and the story of civilizations and most of the times people were in the earlier times people would say that the dreams came from their god their respective god like hmm. whoever mythology i think it was himurabi he said his laws were inspired by the god they worshiped and joseph uh in the old testament he's the like the famous dream reader and everything but the what i think the dreams are, and I'm not saying like all dreams are like this, but I just think that dreams can typically be in this function is like the parts of your psyche that you might not always be aware of sending messages that you perceive when your ego is like uh, sleeping. So mm -hmm. when you fall asleep, the ego, the conscious part of your mind kind of goes into a rest stage and you might see the different constructions of your mind at work in the background that you don't usually see and they project images and symbols because that's how they communicate into a dream narrative so did that kind of make sense you went pretty deep man well i mean this is dreams you gotta yeah. go deep. so like where would that would come from why is she dreaming of these dark things and people have nightmares all the time and the idea behind the nightmare would be the fears in your life that secretly control you or the vices that you hate or the things that you have like a, a almost subconscious fear and uh avoidance of manifesting in uh personas in your dream state so like you're maybe you're because you know how people say you ever have that dream where you're standing naked in front of a bunch of people yeah and multiple multiple people have had that dream yeah so it's like a motif that signifies a certain fear of shame yeah and it kind of brings up to the point of uh like, you know, when people have deja vu dreams, like they dream of something that's happened that they were embarrassed about. They, they're reliving something dark from their past. Yeah. So, yeah, basically. So it's some kind of function of the mind that recycles emotions by using images and stories to kind of convey them to your and. Do I think Billie Eilish is possessed by Satan? Whoa, whoa, what? No. Why do we go dark well, like this? No, no. That's the obvious logic. We are pro Billie Eilish podcast. Maybe David's going to be fired Maybe tomorrow. Not. I don't know. I think I that if, if there's a dark. I don't hate her. I, I mean, biblically, I think there is a, a dark side of of every human being, like the fallen nature of yeah. man. Um, and I think even for people who don't believe in God, they've come to a common agreement that there's a, a part of humanity that's like bent towards destruction and not good things. And they just haven't figured out what to call it. But if you listen to that side of your mind more than the side, that's like, you should not be evil. Then that thing can manifest in your dreams. I don't know. There's a lot of speculation there. I just think that you could, in, you could perceive the dark side of yourself in your dreams as a character or somebody. Well, I think this is becoming dangerously close to becoming a dreams podcast, which is 
fine with me. I just, I, for me, I, I think this is an interesting topic we need to attack. And the fact is like, I don't think anyone still understands how dreams are perceived and how they are created. And we have, like you said, you know, Hammurabi thinks it's, you know, from the way that they're raised to, um, with their God or whatnot. But for me, I've always thought like dreams are just, it's just an escape from reality. Like it's sometimes it's the, the darkness of your reality that like, Hey, uh, this is my worst fears. And that's where the nightmares come from. Right. And then you have dreams that are like, Hey, like I want to go on a date with Taylor Swift. Like this is the epitome of my dreams. And this is the, I've never had a dream that's right in between. Either it's been something fantastic for me or it's been absolutely horrifying for me. Have you ever experienced that kind of uh uh, what's, what's the right you word? You got to go to like one extreme or the other. There's yeah. Yeah. No lukewarm. Yeah. Well, there's no purgatory of dreams. Yeah. yeah. I, and that's interesting. There's no like ho-hum. This is just another yeah. day. Oh, this is kind of a boring dream. No, it's either I'm being chased by goblins, which is an absolutely amazing dream for me. Or that's I'm, terrifying. I'm, first of all, well, you think about it. Like for, for me, it's the exhilaration of like, Hey, you know, like there's a fight and I, maybe that's my masculine instinct. Like, Hey, I, I want to fight something. It's manimal instinct. There it is. <laughs> or, but like, then there's the, the dreams of where I'm being tortured by these goblins. It's, it's always, a, it's, there's never a middle ground for me. No. And I think that shows you that the images that you see in the dreams are not as important as the feelings they're set up to convey because it's like the emotion is running the scene and the emotion is just using different fragments of your memory to yeah. display itself. And if you wonder why goblins, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so. Oh, it's a great, great one. It's a great epic. I don't I'm not a big fan of the Hobbit movies. No, well, even I mean, you got to read the books. <laughs> um the Hobbit book is pretty great. I think the that's the problem is drawn out. Me time. and you were raised like I, I, maybe you weren't raised. I don't I don't want to speak I out of turn. Raised. So <laughs> I was, I, was raised on the, I was raised on those books. And so for me, like I, I remember living those battles in my mind. And the fact is like Peter Jackson, as great as he was with the Lord of the Rings movies, failed to encapsulate the, just the awesomeness of that book. I feel like even in three movies, he had three movies to make that book. I mean, to bring that book to life and he didn't do it. It was just kind of disappointing for me the, for the Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. They, I don't know exactly what happened with the Hobbit because the, to me, the, other three were pretty good the way he did them. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have some limiting factors when you make it into a movie because it's just not as yeah. powerful as the imagination. Well, like Smog. Smog was a, was one of the smartest creatures ever. And he, it kind of it just kind of seemed like he kind of dumbed him down and, and like gave us a five-minute snippet of him talking with Bilbo. And I was just like, this is disappointing. Like, I want to see Smog trap him with his own words. Right. And you never see the that. dialogue with Smog. I think in the book was way more yeah. clever. I and mean, maybe crazy. that's just you know the author just being a fantastic author himself. But yes, Tolkien. Yeah. Tolkien. Yes. What an epic mind! Did you see that Tolkien movie? No. We need to see that. I think he fought in World War One though. Is that was World War One? Yeah. Yeah. And it affected the like. That's not when he wrote the stories, but it obviously affected his perspective on life. Yeah. But um. So as far as the dream thing goes, <laughs> back I, to dreams, <laughs> of course. I well, I just I looked up famous people who were inspired by dreams and some of the things they did. So which is just an interesting list because yeah. no matter what you think they are, some people will use what they learned in a dream and invent something from it, and it's super helpful. I want everyone to know that this list was so valuable. David actually went downstairs from the studio to his car to get this list. Two flights of stairs. That's and how it's it is to poorly AC'd in here, so <laughs> it was muggy. <laughs> Almost broke a sweat. That's how valuable your eyes are to him. Um, yesterday, the song by Paul McCartney, he woke up and the melody he had heard in a dream and he worked it out on piano. Well, the double of Paul McCartney. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not fully versed on all the Beatles conspiracies, but the melody for that song he claims was inspired by a dream and then John Legend John Legend John Lennon and the other guy uh helped write lyrics to it. The other guy meaning I don't know his name. Ringo? No, what's the other one? Dude, that's John I Lennon. Know this was it Star? Was there Bill Ringo, Star? Ringo was Ringo Star. Ringo Star? Maybe it was him. I don't know. Uh Paul McCartney didn't write the lyrics, so he just got the melody in his head from a dream. Mm. Uh Elias Howe invented the sewing machine and he couldn't figure out how to fix the needle onto the machine for the longest time Mm -hmm. until he had a dream where this native Amazonian tribe or something captured him and they're saying solve this invention in 24 hours or we're going to kill you and he couldn't figure it out and so they're dragging him out to kill him and he noticed the warriors had spears with a hole near the spearhead and he was like oh that's where I'll put the hole on the needle and that's mm. what he did, and he was able to invent the sewing machine because of that. And now he makes bank. Well, well he's probably dead, but yeah, now we got his family makes T-shirts. <laughs> so thank you, Elias Howe. Robert Louis Stevenson wrote Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He saw t- two of the scenes that he inspired the book. He saw in fever dreams he had when he was super uh, sick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that dude had a demon inside of him. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Billy Ellish? It, no, but Robert Louis Stevenson. He literally yeah. had a... It's about a guy who has an animal inside of him. You don't tell me that's not demon Almost possession like in your animal. mind? Okay, moving on. But uh, Marie Shelley, or Mary Shelley, sorry. Whoa, you're going to have people come after you. <laughs> Frankenstein, uh, that was inspired by a dream she had. And then I have Billy Ellis written down. Hmm. There's also the guy that developed the structure of the atom and Albert Einstein, the speed of light. He's, he was inspired by a dream. So anyway, whatever it is, Listen people are inspired sometimes. Well, I don't know. That book, The Giver, remember that book we had oh, to read? Oh, dude. Um, w- one Top of the notch. things in the Taylor Swift was in that movie. Really? They yeah. have a movie. Is it pretty good? And Taylor Swift's in it. Taylor Swift's good in it. Of course, Jack's seen it. He's just such a fanboy. Is that what they're called? You're yeah. You're. I, if I you're don't a deny it. You're a fan. You're a fanboy. But um, the Giver. Yeah, the kid. The main. The main kid in the story. The he had to report his dreams to his little fake family every day, mm-hmm. and the day he had his certain dreams, they started him on like a medication or something, and it was like no, the, he wasn't taking his medication. Yeah, anymore. that's why so he was he having, dreams. having dreams. Yeah. So whatever medication it was, it was suppressing the dream aspect of mm-hmm. his life, and that's what how they were controlling people. Yep. So that's it's, how they couldn't see color. It's got to be connected with uh, the imagination and creativity, which are all like. The deeper you get into them, the more metaphysical you get because yeah. you're just drawing in information from the unknown so well it's crazy crazy part about humanity we have dreams dreams tell me do you dream was that irobot i think so do you dream sonny oh gosh it's a great movie thoughts i kind of want to move on from dreams have you had well you had crazy dreams before like you said yeah and that's the thing have you had wild dreams there's the extremes that's the only thing i can take out of it I think that, you know, as a wise person once said to me, like, you know, your dreams can make or break you. And th- I don't know if he was speaking on dreams. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Aristotle. John Wayne. Plato. Morons. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was just no. Why is it? I'm trying to say something elegant and yeah, you just I'm tear sorry. it down. I get it. I get no. it. No, but I, I think that's the thing is like. There's there's potent stuff we can get out of our dreams, but also we need to take it with a grain of sand that sometimes our dreams 
aren't great things. No, obviously not. Sometimes you have very shockingly bad dreams, <laughs> and you're like, wow, I was a bad person in that scenario. Yep. And you left to wonder, like, why did I do that? In my I feel dream? like David's dreams are just a constant Hunger Game scenario. I have fought in lions yep, and tigers games. in like multiple dreams in the past two months. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to a zoo anytime soon. <laughs> do you ever the win cage the fight? Left open. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't died yet. Oh, well, one impressive. time I just told the cat to stop, and I remember thinking, like, say it really sternly. So I said it sternly, and the cat stopped. I was like, yeah, check it out. My issue is, is I have all kinds of dreams, and um, some of them are stupid, some of them are not. But I talk in my dreams, and yeah, Ben's a sociopath. <laughs> I talk in my dreams. I've never talked in my oh. dreams. So, well, you dr- like were dreaming that yeah, you were talking, I didn't, right? But I wasn't talking. It okay. was like it was like yeah. happening. Your thoughts. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, what happens with me is I'm not actually talking, but I make noises. So I'm like. <laughs> So I'll be sitting there in my dream having a conversation with somebody, yeah. and I'll just be like, and so my wife will like wake me up, and she's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." What do you mean? She's like, "Well, you were like," and I was like, "She." The first time she heard it, she's like, "I thought you were having a seizure." So you you talk out loud during your sleep, but yeah, but, but they're not words. They're not words. They're not words. They're not words. That's interesting. Well, like the one thing of dreams that always like fascinates me is night terrors. Like people night terrors, and like I won't. I'll be you know kind of blunt. Like my job has a lot of terrors in itself. I see horrible scenes and stuff, and you know for the longest time I'd be waking up screaming. I didn't know why. I felt fine. I was never felt like my job was affecting me, but you know. It's just a weird thing when you're around a lot of traumatic situations. Things your body just has to release it somehow. And I think if you don't give yourself an outlet, your dreams are your outlet in your mind. Mm-hmm. Even I don't remember why I'm screaming in my dreams, but my wife says, "Hey, you're screaming in your dreams." Yeah. For me, night terror. Well, I don't know if it's the same thing as night terrors. It'd be like night per- paralysis, where you oh, can't yeah. move, but you're like mm. awake, but you feel like you're asleep, and then you feel like something. You see evil. the demon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's a common. Pho- I googled that before. That's a common phenomenon. People have different explanations for it. Back in the day, people were more superstitious, and they'd be like, you know, that's a demon coming in there. And now, culturally, we don't look at it the same way, so we're more imbued with the idea that it's just some kind of weird do you know that's why dogs were become more of a house animal was because of night terrors so they would have them in there the dogs would scare away the paralysis demons so that was the reason dogs were domesticated people think cats do that too yeah but that's egyptians egyptians worshiped them as gods too and yeah that's why they would have them on pedestals which is weird the cat of the boobasties Mm. that's a ga henty book do you guys ever read any ga henty Dude, we don't read that was like an old christian book club thing we were part of it was an audio book the cat of the boobasties (laughs) he said it all nasally (laughs) it's great anyway yeah that is my interesting uh interest of the Week. Nice. Mm. nice. Dreams and the way they've influenced history. All right. Let's finish with some uh, answer the internet. Do, what do you have, Jack? What's your... My interest was just, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift is my interest hey, of the week. She is, I mean, she's been an icon. She's she an is. icon living. And the thing is, is like, you know, everyone talks about how she, like, and I, again, I'm biased. They'll say this, but like, everyone talks about how like she dates all these guys and stuff, but like. Defend her honor, Jack. What has she done wrong? Like, she's only benefited, you know, she's donated lots of money to charity. She keeps her nose clean. You know, you don't see her having drug overdoses or anything like that. She takes care of herself. I, 
it's just it's frustrating that you know people can be tabbed something without facts and i get it like that's the world we live in now social media people can say whatever they want and people run with it but it's just kind of disappointing mm-hmm. Her, she had a song that got me through a lot of hard times at ranger school shake it off <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, shake it off is so classic. Can't stop, won't stop moving. Like, and I'll be the first to say, like, I'm not the biggest fan of her latest stuff, but like at the same time, like, I support her because hey, she's Taylor Swift. She's T Swift. All right. All you gotta know. All right, let's finish with some answers and I'm really curious on some of these answers for you. First one, is twenty eight too old to date an eighteen year old? It's what? Wow, how topical because I am in fact twenty eight. Twenty eight too old to date an eighteen year old. I think no. I think it becomes a maturity issue. Like that, that eighteen-year-old could be the, on the same mind level of a twenty-eight-year-old, and that's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, it really comes down to this is a really a question about sex, and I, it's not about that. I think it's a relationship is built on you know the communication, and if you mm-hmm. can communicate on the same level, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. I used to not be of that thought. I don't know what changed. Yeah, I. I mean. It does seem a little just because the way the social stages are yeah. set up now. Eighteen is like high school, at the end of high school, and twenty eight is like you almost are starting your career. Yeah. I'm not saying personally I would do it, but I don't have a problem if I hear someone doing that. I think back in the day it was a lot more common for older men to get with younger women because they're like, all right, I'm going to protect her. I it's have also a job. second wife things because you know yeah. men were living. But well, even in enough. like colonial times or whatever, I think they'd be like, all right. Daughter, find a man that can support you, or the one that just lives past thirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just find somebody because it's dangerous out there. Uh, it, but now it is kind of different because you're like, oh man, this girl hasn't even gone to college yet. She doesn't really even know what she wants to do with her life. But it depends I, on the person. Yeah, depends the, on the thing person. is, like you see people. I, there's eighteen year olds who are massively more successful than I ever will be and more mature. Exactly. Sometimes you don't know. And that's that it just comes down to case I don't by think case. it's not wrong. And that's the point. I think again they wanting this to be more sexual and it's it's not. I mean, sure, sexually it's legal, it's it is whatever, but like relationship, yeah, you can pull I think this off. And just to be completely honest with ourselves. Oh boy. The, that scares the, me. The reason that. why it's almost a taboo thing is because it's perceived that an 18-year-old girl could be more easily manipulated by a 28-year-old man into having sex with him yeah. just because he wants to have sex with a younger girl. Agreed. And then he can leave her, and she could have been really in love with this guy because maybe it's the first time she's ever fell in love or whatever the reason, but there is that, like, shark attack feel. Yeah, I get it. But I, I it's think, not always the case. So. Yeah, and I think it, it comes down to who the, the 18-year-old can still make their own decisions. They're a grown adult. Yeah. All right, next question. Would you rather go 50 years into the future or 50 years in the past? Oh, into the past. Yeah. Yeah. I And people are always like, dude, well, you can well, go like, to the future. But I just want to see how things went in the past. My thing is. I don't want to ruin the surprise. I bring absolutely nothing to the table 50 years in the past. Everyone always talks about that and they no one discusses. It's like, oh, cool. I understand how to use technology today. And I think I'm pretty pretty well known in how to make technology. But going back into time, I don't know how to build a computer from scratch with nothing, without a kind of a, a guide kit to it. So, like, I go back 50 years. I'm just some Joe Schmo who knows a little bit of extra information that they will know in 20 years, 50 years. Oh, so. if you're talking about bringing stuff to the past, yeah. I don't know. But just seeing how people were and, like, checking out how it was to exist in a different time, that's all that I always wanted to do. 50 there's years nothing isn't good far. in the, like there like we have so much new stuff that like 50 years is a lot of like 
comforts that we would lose. And I, I not afraid to admit that. Like I would hate to lose, you know, having a phone with a computer that they wouldn't understand for 30 years in my pocket. Mm -hmm. So like for me, that's the fear. I'd rather go 50 years into the future and just be kind of like blown away. Yeah. What if it's like uh Planet of the Apes. I'm a hundred percent in. <laughs> that fast though. You're like fifty. Get years. your hands off me, you what dirty ape. <laughs> I already got it ready. I already got the statement ready to go. Ben, would you rather go to the future or the past? Um, I I don't know. I feel like what Ben is a, Ben's no a tech time, guy. Ben's a tech no guy and he'd rather limit. go fifty years in if the future. If you could go, what if the question was just like could you go however far you want in the future or however far you want in the past? Like I Oh, that's different. That's me, that different. is different a little bit. To me, bit, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I went in the past, there might have been some decisions that, like, I could have influenced to where I'd be today. Um, ben would own Google. You would disrupt your grandparents' life or something? Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, like, in, to get back to your whole, like, if you go back as far as you want, like, I don't know if it's every man's dream, but I, every guy I've talked to is like wants to live in the medieval times. Like, there's what? no David. I would yes. only want to like be in a hot air balloon over a huge oh, battle gosh. and be like, "What?" This but see, how like, they did that? Th this is this is me taking my this. Okay, I'm a giant back then, so like for me, I could take on like whole armies. I'd be their their you, champion that they're uh, bringing out. Oh man, they would love it. And Jack, I would, they weren't like short. Yeah, they were average. You know, Napoleon was the uh, actually taller than the average height, which was five three. He was Whoa. five six. The average height back then was five three. So you're not telling me I wouldn't be a giant <sighs> and I would be a champion. <laughs> <laughs> I would I love for them to bring you some, out. Some Viking dudes would come up and be like, "Oh, what's up?" I wouldn't go to the north. <laughs> <laughs> stay down the I'd south. Stay in Germany. Spain. Like, yeah. yeah, Spain would be nice. All right. Next question. Would you rather be LeBron James or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Well, that was an easy one, considering he's uh, a huge Tom Brady fan. He didn't even have to think. I uh, I don't I don't really like LeBron James, but he has had a crazy. And the only other thing I think about LeBron is his body's had less abuse than Tom Brady, probably. This is my thought process. Uh oh. I would want to be LeBron James. Let's be real. There is absolutely zero athletes we have ever seen pull off what he's been able to do with his whole life. Like he is a genetic freak that we will probably never see again. Like Giannis is great, but he's also almost seven foot. LeBron is six, eight and doing things that a postman should be doing. And he's being able to shoot and dribble like a guard. We will never see someone else like him. And so that's, that's my thought process is he's more unique than Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been great. Look at, look at Ben. Tom Brady's great. I'm not taking that away from him. And Tom Brady has everything that, Forget uh, okay. sports aside. He's going to okay. pull out the Giselle card. Let, yep, 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 I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Savannah or Giselle? Oh, Who is boy. Savannah? I don't know. You don't even know. <laughs> My point exactly. That's so mean. Yeah, but see, we're He's not so superficial where we think about yeah, the wives. Man. We think about that. How dare you, sir? <laughs> we're talking stats over here. Yeah, that's right. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking who has more rings. Who and does? money. Who does have more rings? Tom Brady, probably. Tom Brady, yeah. yeah. Tom Brady's got All six. All right, so LeBron James' net worth is $450 million. Yeah, and Giselle has half a billion, too. I forgot about that. Dang it. So they're super rich, basically. Yeah. Tom Brady's net worth. you have to kiss your kids on the mouth. Yeah. Tom Brady's net worth. Nope. Out. I can rather go Taco Tuesday. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what LeBron does. Who has a higher net worth than 
Well, he's gonna have to say it. He doesn't like to say it. LeBron, LeBron has does. more. No, LeBron. but Giselle. No, Giselle don't do combined. More. Just do. Okay, so separately, LeBron has more. All yeah. right. However, Giselle puts with more. combined net worth with Giselle has over a half a billion. Wow. So. What does that mean, though, net worth? Does that mean, like, that's how much you can hold them for Yeah, ransom? your liquid assets as well, yeah. too. Okay. All right, let's move on assets. to the next question. What are your liquid assets? Like a pool. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're moving on. <laughs> this is too much to explain today, David. <laughs> this is a better question. Who's more badass, James Bond or Jason Bourne? Jason oh, Bourne. Jason there we go. We're in agreement. Jason Bourne. Come on. Dude, James Bond movies epic. All three of them. James okay. Bond is clean and cut, and he does everything. But Jason Bourne ha- has the moves that Jason uh, James Bond will never understand. And also, I don't care who you are. You cannot run, fight, twirl, dance, whatever, in a three-piece suit. No. Okay. No. Listen, I'm not a skinny guy. I'm. But, <laughs> what? but for the like uh, for about two and a half years, I wore a three piece suit all the time. Mm. Okay, what? Why? I, I worked in the ball. financial he's, financial industry. Oh man, that's crazy. I've never yeah. had it. Now that he's doing life. this. <laughs> so it's because I can wear shorts and a t shirt. That's, that's right. <laughs> well, and I, I think the problem is that people always see is like, oh, James Bond's fighting about ten to fifteen men at all time. James uh, Jason Bourne is fighting the U.S. government at all times, and he killed somebody with a ballpoint pen. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, he's it wins. Kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- I'm sorry. He killed someone with a book too. Like, come on, that's yeah. amazing. He did not kill any of these people, but he did uh, subdue he, them. Is that is that it what was, the U.S. government has to say? Well, I'm just mean like they died from other causes. I have oh, a, okay. I have a question. Oh, kind of ties into this. How do people come up with the Jason Bourne aspect of things? Because I don't feel like a screenwriter can just sit down and be like, I'm going to throw scissors into this guy's arm. Like, I feel like there's influential pieces here. Dreams. (laughs) Not only dreams, I believe some of this stuff actually happened. And nobody has ever said anything about it. Well, let's ask our ranger, who actually probably did some of these moves. You ever throw scissors at anybody? <laughs> I will say this. Not wait, Robert. Wait, wait, wait. wait! I actually threw scissors at my brother and stuck him in the back of the head when I was a child. I was the, Jason Bourne. There is one he story, lived, I don't know if it's true, Thank God. about a ranger killing somebody with an MRV brother. spoon. What? Not sure if that's verified, but it's out there. And... We used to have to do these things called shoot houses, which is where we'd like practice close quarter maneuvers, like clearing rooms and stuff. And they'd put targets in the corners of the the rooms, and you had to practice like shooting them when you entered the room. And sometimes you'd run out of ammo because you'd clear like a bunch of these rooms. But if you were walking up to a target, you have to treat it like it's real. And so my buddy one time he was walking up to this target and he was shooting it, and his gun went down. So instead of just stopping and like trying to fix his gun. Because he was right in front of this cardboard target. He took out his screwdriver that he always had on his kit and stabbed the target, like, right in the neck. And they were like, oh, my gosh. We've never seen somebody stab a target with a screwdriver before. <laughs> so, I, Jason I'm Bourne. Yeah, uh, he was pretty much channeling Jason Bourne energy right there. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. 
Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> One of the best scenes of all time. That was the That new needs new. to be your ringtone for your wife. <laughs> no, she would not enjoy that. She enjoys my Hamilton ringtone for her. Mm. It makes us feel like we're an that elegant family. That needs to be my ringtone. Okay. Oh, and the uh, guy. Um, we can make that happen. That I believe it was Saruman that played Saruman in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I Dude, he, he plays didn't... Count Dooku. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Count okay, Dooku. final question. Jason Bourne or John Wick? <sighs> I can't. I think they're one and the same. I like Jason Bourne, though, just because. Jason Bourne's cool. Uh, he breaks his leg, yeah, all this kind of stuff. Good music. Walks, all that. But John Wick, the guy just walks into a room and people die. Headshots. Yeah. Dude, he took down Boban. He took Boban down he is with the a boogeyman. He He's the boogeyman. Ah, uh, John Wick. I like John He's Wick. He's a deadly person. So the first John Wick movie I saw was John Wick 3. Mm. And I, was in the, I went to the movie theater with a, a group of my friends. And I tell you, the whole time I'm sitting there like, this is not possible. No. One... It doesn't make it seem like it's realistic, like Jason Jason Bourne in the in the Bourne series. Like John Wick is literally like my gun never runs out of ammo. Mm. Boom. To be fair, like watching John Wick, I actually was sweating because I was like, oh, the cops is on. <laughs> no, why are you sweating? Step brothers called. No, but like you know what I mean? Because like your masculinity, like all. I mean, that's not the right word. Your Jack's adrenaline masculinity is running, was pumping. Your adrenaline is Joe. running that whole. Well, look, no, no, no. Joe Rogan even said when they were doing their uh, sober Octobers, like he would watch the the John Wick two um, bathhouse scene because it would get his uh, his heart rate up. And it's just the truth because like those fight scenes are just incredible. Like there's just no words for it because it's just. Full uh, on yeah. adrenaline running the whole time. And that's like, I think John Wick, there's like 15 lines of dialogue the whole movie, and the rest is just fighting or traveling. And that's that's the way like, I like my movies. Uh, I either like comedies or John Wick. <laughs> Jason Statham did a bunch of those, like Transporter. Yeah, but Transporter. Like that. I like Transporter. That, I watched that when I was super young. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. He fought a dude. Didn't with, he like, do that? Axe. What was the drive? What was the one they had to, like, he had to keep his uh, adrenaline running the whole time? Crank. 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 <laughs> Yikes. Epic. Crank 2. All right, last question. Would you rather have your own personal bathroom or your own personal office? This is easy for me. Let me go. Personal office. Yeah, personal office. Over personal bathroom. Yeah, dude. Because like, yeah, I'm. I'm same. maybe because I'm not bathroom shy. Like, I understand there's people who are scared to use the bathroom in public, but like, for like, I want to write a book. It's called Everybody's Poop Stinks. Get over it. Like, and tell like help people get over their anxiety. Like, yeah. everybody has had bad diarrhea or anything in a, in an office scene, but like. Having your own like personal office where you can go in and fart, or I, I'm being so coarse right now, but I'm saying like you can be yourself in that office. Whereas like if you only have a bathroom, then it's like, all right, like cool, but you, then you have to go share a workspace <laughs> yeah. with someone. I I would rather have an office too, just because it's funner to decorate an office than a bathroom. Bathroom, you always got a toilet in the middle of it. You're like, no matter how cool I make <laughs> yep, this look, that's a really good point. There's always a toilet in here. All right, boys. We have anything else we want to talk about? Oh, can I do David's thoughts real quick? Oh, uh, real quick. Just because <laughs> I was reading. These I always was, turn into 20-minute segments. Oh, this will be short, but and this is not like a brag. This is like, oh, David's just trying to talk about him reading a book. But no, I was just <laughs> reading this book called Brothers Karamazov, which okay. is by... Dostoevsky. I don't think I pronounced that right, but he's a famous Russian author. Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. 
and my this book my great granddad had and I guess he highlighted it when he read it like important stuff and there's this one passage that says for socialism is not only the labor question or the question of the so-called fourth estate but first of all the question of atheism the question of the modern embodiment of atheism the question of the tower of babel built precisely without god not to go from earth to heaven but to bring heaven down to earth what does that mean david basically socialism is the natural symptom of an atheist worldview hmm. like if you if you remove god from your conception of reality socialism will be the logical like product well and again you want to switch we to. both come from you know fundamentalist uh, christian background so for us the we've always kind of seen like atheism when you remove god in their minds so you're removing the good and bad aspect and you're just making everything perfect it's in a utopian society and so that's what socialism does is once you remove a god you remove the ability for there to be a right and wrong therefore everything is just is what it is right so I don't know if that is 100% accurate or anything. I just think it was an interesting You're point reading a Russian today. book about socialism, so it, what does that tell you? This guy would know, wouldn't he? Yeah, I would believe so. Because that's kind of where it started. And he's a great author. And I feel like the cool thing about these great fictional authors is they have incredible thoughts. Wait, this is a fictional book? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's the thing. They work out issues in their book like with their characters. And then you think you're just reading about somebody, but you're actually reading about these ideas i actually like david's thoughts for this yeah. week not that I, I hate them all right <laughs> not that i usually hate them <laughs> i hate your thoughts man <laughs> God, all right thoughts. that is all for us folks thank you so much for listening be sure to check out all the content on infopilgrims.com we have a new podcast coming out i think you guys will like it i'm not going to spoil it just check us out from all of us here at info pilgrims network we say thank you for listening and until next time let's make america think again i'll see you too late
Yeah. Oh. 